Yes, this is it. This is the officially the last conversation of the year. That's it. 2020. Done. Okay. Oh, sort of. Not really. We still got to go through Christmas and, and New Year's or Eve, I guess. But it's the, it's the last one for sure of our conversations. We made it to December. My dear friends, brothers, everybody who's watching, uh, we made it. I, I don't even know what else to say, man. I, I thought that this year was never, ever going to end. Are we gonna have to have to do an anniversary or something? We're gonna do some kind of anniversary. One of these one of these days. I don't even know how many shows we we've done up to this point. I have no idea, and and I have no idea when we started. To be completely honest with you, this year has seemed so so crazy. Look, I just got news right now as we were doing the introductions here. Uh, three of our pastors in Southeastern California Conference, COVID COVID nineteen positive. So this is like going absolutely everywhere. So as much as we're getting close to the end of 2020, hey, if you're watching me right now, there's still a long battle to go. And, uh, you know, we hope that you, we hope that you're keeping safe. We hope that you're, uh, you know, keeping your distance and wearing those masks and doing all the, all those things that you know, that, you know, we got to do. So it's getting crazy, man. This, this whole COVID situation. I don't know if you've seen what's going on in St. Mary's, man, they have like triages everywhere. Um, my wife was showing me all these different things. Like they're rejecting crazy. people. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and again, this is across the country, by the way. So I have no idea where Jason's at. Maybe Jason's up here. Who knows? Okay. I'm assuming he's somewhere nearby. Uh, there, I'm there up here. here. There he is. I'm up okay, here. So, Sorry guys. All right, all right. So, but we're just right on time. It, yeah. We're just going to throw it cross country. Cause you know, they're dealing with the same thing out there in New York and today. Uh, we got a we got a, a substitute teacher, if I could put it that way, you know, because Martin was not with us today. Uh, today we got Pastor Gio, um, and you guys all know Pastor Gio. He's been with us before. He joins us in the chats, uh, and if you're there, Pastor, he's always throwing those Gio. dodgeballs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm the official troll of 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 keep calm and Advent on. Well, you know what? I'm he said it. Every, yeah, he said I'm, it. He did say it. I'm going to invite all of you, all of those who are watching. Today you could be the troll. The troll, right? Life. No, no, Martin. Martin's there already. He just started off by saying, "By saying yo," so you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, I, today I can't see the I can't see the comments today. Hey, hey, it's, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be awkward. What's it called? The keyboard warriors? Is that what it's called? Or <laughs> keyboard keyboard warriors? They they hide behind the screen, man, and they throw all these rocks at you. Hey, hey no, no more, no more, Gio. Now you're at the at the the front of the of everything. Hey, ch hey, check this out, though. Check this out. We did not plan this uh, for those of you who are watching and us here. But today we got we got birthdays, uh, a, a birthday that's not here and a birthday that is here. So first and foremost, guy that's here, Jason. Jason, today's your birthday. Thank brother, you right? Am I right on that? Oh, yes, nice. sir. Today's my birthday. Oh, how old are you now, bro? I, I, th I think I'm still the youngest one of the group, though. I can see Kana's already though. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, no, I'm 28. That one hurt. 28. Nice, nice. 28, 28. That's great. Congratulations, my brother. And today is Martin's birthday, but he's not and here. It's Martin's birthday. He's not here. Yeah. But hey, hey, he's here in spirit. Happy birthday, Martin! Shout out to you. He's here in spirit, wherever the wind blows. Wherever the wind blows, the proverbial <laughs> spirit. Obviously, not. We don't mean that literally, as you have seen in our past conversations. Uh, anyways. Um, so we wanted to wish a happy birthday to Gio. We want to wish a happy birthday uh, to uh, to uh, Martin. And uh, immediately, we're already jumping into this conversation. The million dollar question is: How you guys be getting haircuts during the lockdown? That's a great question, man. That's a great, well, hey, you know what? I'll, hey, I'll Can start off. I'll, 
Yeah, Gio, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm kidding. I, oh, I don't have no, an answer. You don't want to chime in there? <laughs> I, I don't have an answer. No, <laughs> no, look. Hey, look all, all I got to say is Jason's I, always I, looking I, fresh. Let's just say that my barber has been my barber since I lived in Las Vegas. So I trust this guy. You trust that he won't give you COVID? Is that what you're trying to say? Exactly. I trust that he oh, won't man. give me COVID. Hey, let me tell you what happened. I heard a lockdown was coming. And that lockdown I was heard that too. this past Monday. So I went on Sunday and I got my haircut. And I'm hoping this haircut lasts like, like two months, bro. Because I think that's how long this lockdown is going to go. Who knows? Um, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, a pr promotion. I do my own haircut. So if anybody wants to swing by. Look at that, man. <laughs> but anyways, I know. But look, check it out. To everybody that is watching us, honestly, we do. We are hoping. We're praying that you're going to be staying safe uh, out there. It is getting crazy in the entire world. Like, this is not just an American thing. This is everywhere. It's going everywhere. around. You know, and uh, I always want to remind everybody, this is what I've been telling people. And, you know, doing ministry, you got to talk to people who are sick. Gio, I'm sure you've, you've experienced this as well. You know, the only thing that we could really say is that God has the last word in all these issues, right? Do your exactly. part. But at the end, trust God, you know, and, and God will go a long way. So one anyways, of the, one of the things, sorry to interrupt you there, but no, no, go for things, it. I was just texting Martin a little while today and, and, and it was a question just kind of like reflecting on this whole situation. I've kind of been noticing that there's more deaths uh, uh, going on just around people that I know. And, and I don't know if it's because of the pandemic, then other focuses are elsewhere. And now you have other people that are sick with other things. They're probably not being attacked. No, it's been very, no. it's been very crazy. I don't know. I, I've, I've, I just today I received a, a news of two people that that we I you know that I knew uh, um, down in Puerto Rico that have passed away. So I mean, it's been, it's been, wow, it's been. I don't know. I, I had one of my neighbors as well. My neighbor passed away, and it wasn't COVID related, but it, it just kind of comes up the question like, what's, you know, like what's going on? But anyway, that's not the conversation. What's really going on? Anyway, you know, it, it's just. It, it certainly invites you to reflect. It's certainly at the times that we're living in right now. So, no, for sure. And I think though it's it's worth mentioning that we really do hope that all of you are taking care of yourself as much as possible. Just be safe out there. You know, don't take any unnecessary risk because it's it's real. It's real. It's it's happening. It's gone through. I, I was actually I came across an article that it said ever since um, the pandemic happened, car accidents have been going through the roof. And you would think people are not allowed as much to be on the highway and then, or like on the streets, especially at the beginning when there was like no essential work. It was just essential workers, not regular business. But yeah. even then, that's when accidents went through the roof. Like the study was saying that usually here in California, the average speed on the highway was 70, 75. Now everybody's going 80, 85, 90. It's, and it's it, crazy. I, that, yeah. and that's what the, the the statistics from the state say. Right, which yeah. which makes no sense because I don't know if you exactly. guys know the the auto auto bonds in Europe, the the rate of like crashes is there's like no, way no way low, limit. and they and and have no speed, speed limit, limit. Which I don't know yeah. how that works. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but you know what? I think everybody is just kind of wound up, and it, it's just uh, taking our world. Everybody's overwhelmed. So. Everybody's always Absolutely. in a rush to get where they want to be soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. But anyways, um, you know, we want to jump into this conversation. But just a quick shout out yes. to those who have joined us early. Uh, we got obviously Martin again. Happy birthday to Martin. Uh, we got Julio as well, who's already on. We got Susanna. And she says, hey, guys, my 10 year old son and I are excited to see today's program. Yeah, because it's going to be an interesting one. I think it's going to be a fun it's one. It's going to be interesting. And, but we're, we're also going to be real with you. I, we'll tell you that up front right now. We're going to be as real as we can, probably as real as we have been in any other conversation. If you guys, you, literally. Today's episode is going to be the epitome 
of the introduction video that we put every day. We have questions. We have doubts. We go through hard things too. For sure. Just because we have these conversations doesn't make us better than you guys. We're just like you guys. Uh, uh, absolutely. We're, str we're struggling with these things as well. But anyways, so as you know, as oh, hopefully most of you know, today we're talking about superhero movies. And, uh, you know, we, we want to get as deep as we can with these superhero movies. You know, we want, obviously we want to compare this with scripture. We want to also share our experiences and what we've learned from our life in dealing with these topics, but first we're going to pray. And so, uh, Jason, since, uh, since you, uh, have that weird looking camera right now, we're just going to tell you, <laughs> just, 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 just lead us in prayer today and, uh, get us started here. Now I'm having to do it off my phone. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you, Lord, so much for another day of life. Thank you for taking care of us up until this moment. Even with this pandemic and all around us, Lord, we still have the blessing to, to be alive and well up until now. Now, Lord, as we go into this conversation, Lord, don't let it, don't let it go off as a conversation of something that these, these kids and these uh, other brothers and sisters might blow off because they're not interested, Lord. Um, let let them hear the facts just like we heard them and let them understand what you want them to learn out of this in your name i pray amen 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 and again we want to welcome everybody in fact uh, just uh just in case uh goa welcome once again to joining our conversation here and, thank you guys thank you guys uh, you know, I'm, we, I'm, I'm still waiting for my shirt but it's all good hey yeah. hey if, <laughs> if, if, we, uh, if we uh make you an official member then i'm, I'm just gonna keep typing it i'm gonna keep every time i can throw it in there i will um, you, you know, you know, though, about whenever, whenever you're here, whenever you're here, for sure, you know, we're, we feel much better because we know you got all the answers. So, you know, it's, it's exactly it's, it's, it's going to go. It's going to go real smooth today. I'm sure every, every question he's getting it first. He's getting it first. OK, so look, um, let, let's just start off by just putting all the cards on the table here. Again, today's uh, conversation is titled Superhero Movies. Uh, we know that you guys like superhero movies. And when I say you guys, I'm, I'm talking about in general, in the world, uh, the Avengers. In fact, I had this number right up here. Uh, the Avengers, uh, uh, it looks like um, uh, box office total at this point, number one grossing movie of all time. Uh, you know, and you're looking at Titanic among these movies that just were huge, huge, huge. You got movies like Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War, right? Uh, and there are numbers thrown out there. We're talking about $1.52 billion. Like these are ridiculous numbers that are coming in with these movies, which means that these movies somehow, you know, they, they, they attract us. Now we're going to be real here. Okay. Now superhero movies are cool. <laughs> you know, they are, they're fun. They're entertaining, you know, and, and I, I guarantee you that all of you right now, or most of you probably are tuning in because you have a superhero that is your favorite. And 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 so do we, for that matter. I'll tell you I, up front. I would actually like to know if there's anybody that's watching us that does not like superhero. Movies. That'd be that's interesting. Yes. Oh, that, that would be I I would, think, uh, the, the way to start. To is there anybody? We said watching us, Andrew. Not like this. Who has no interest <laughs> in superhero. Yeah, that that's has no interest whatsoever at all. At all. Girls never have been at one point in their lives at all. <laughs> absolutely absolutely i think that's a great question if you don't like superheroes say i don't like i actually them. there is one person that i could say would type would type that they don't in the comments you you know what you know what i, I actually do know one person that's watching us right now yeah i'm gonna throw this out there i don't know why but i have a feeling julio who joins us regularly does not like superhero movies 
I have a feeling that he told me that once. Okay. But, but anyways, but look, check this out. Uh, do you guys have any uh, favorite superheroes? Yeah. Gr- growing up, growing up, you know, just, uh, you know, we, we've all been exposed to this. Is there a superhero that you were like, yeah, you know, I was my favorite superhero. Jump in there first. Does uh, anime count? <laughs> I, 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 if if they are, I guess superheroes. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking another. Then, then, then I would say Goku. I mean, I grew up watching that. Yeah, yeah. I sure, watched it in Spanish sure. when I was like eight years old. Sure, sure. Yeah, they're 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 a type of superhero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, I, for me, it was yeah. it was uh, Batman. That's always been the, the, the go-to. And obviously when, when for example, uh, uh, Batman, the, the trilogy came out, I was, I was so ecstatic. I was so happy. Uh, um, you know, Batman has always been the character that always appeals to me. For sure, for sure. Jason, what about you? I'm on that same boat with Gio. It's always been Batman since I was a little kid. I still remember having like all like the old school movies, the old school Batmobiles, and everything that my grandpa would give me when I was a kid. Oh man, uh, yeah. I, I remember having the the Fantastic Four, like the five disc, <laughs> the five disc CD. I remember, I remember picking that, I picking that up at like I think it's a uh, Superior. They had it on on sale, and I I begged my mom and my dad. I'm like, come on, let me get this on DVD. I wish I wish I could find it. It, it's crazy. It's weird because I, I'm, I would also say Batman, but I've always had an argument for it. And, and my argument has been simply because, um, you know, he's the only one that's really human and doesn't have like super, super, right. uh, you know, supernatural exactly powers. Why. Yeah. And, and then somebody else threw out Iron Man. I'm like, OK, yeah. All right. So that argument just goes down the window. But uh, look, and we're pointing this out. And in no way are we trying to endorse superhero movies today, but they are part of our, our culture. Right. I mean, this is this is it, it surrounds us at this point um, and they have become huge, absolutely massive. Uh, and it wouldn't it surprise me that if you go down the street on any given day, someone is going to be wearing something superhero related. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, the, in the chat, uh, we got some people saying they do not like uh, there are there are some people that don't like superhero movies. Uh, the the Sikai is the Sikairos family is saying I told you, I told you, I knew I told you, I knew someone. I have a feeling like we should put them on the chat and we should just uh, take a break. Just let, let them have at it. <laughs> let, let them talk about it. Um, and, and Julio says that Jesus is my favorite superhero. I second that. Uh, but, you know, technically he's more than a superhero. He's a God. <laughs> he's a deity. We, 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 he's a deity. We, we, we might actually talk about that tonight. Yeah. See, and, it, and it's very interesting, right? Because when you look at Jesus, um, and we'll get into that in a second. But when you look at Jesus, it's almost like he doesn't even fit the superhero narrative, does he? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's totally, totally different. I, and, and we're going to get to that because I think that's a very important distinction that we want to do. But all right. So here we go. OK, um, the million dollar question is, why are we as a society attracted to superhero movies? Uh, you guys live in this in this society. All right. We have people around us. Um, what is so attractive about these movies? What, what have you guys picked up on this? Or what's your opinion on that? Gio, this question goes to Gio first because, you know, <laughs> you want the right answer I first. I knew it. All right. Uh, well, um, I, was, I was doing my research. Uh, most of it points out to as far as why society so interested in these type of superhero movies. And in doing my research, I found out that during 
uh, hardships and during hard times. It was more where these characters were introduced every now and then throughout the story of humanity, going back all the way to Greek mythology and things of that sort, where, where these type of characters came about. Uh, um, and that is the, the you could say, the in a, in a society, in the culture that we currently personally, in a personal sense, I think it speaks to us a lot because there is obviously this sort of war that we see that we see it played out in these worlds in the fantasy worlds that i need to say and i need to be clear they're not real right there there's nothing real about them but but there's this there's they give an illusion to a good and evil battle and and it's interesting because i'm i'm, I'm thinking about this topic and you know we go into these movies we 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 you know we watch them we already know who's gonna win mm -hmm. that, they, all of these superheroes end the same way. You already know who's going to win, right? If the if the preview says Aquaman, you already know at the end of the movie that that hero is going to win. If it's Batman, Superman, Avengers, whoever, right? You already know who's going to win to a certain extent, right? You already know what's gonna what's gonna more or less taking place. But it really speaks to us, I think, in a human level of this idea of justice, <clears throat> right? I think it's we would be we would fool ourselves and almost lie to ourselves if we if it didn't if that wasn't the case um, more than just pure sheer entertainment but this idea of justice and how it's accomplished through through means of of powers and uh, uh almost these human-like characters that they're human yet they're almost have these godlike powers mm -hmm, where they mm -hmm. do these wonderful and magnificent things and in tight little spaces they can they come together and and they triumph and they they win and they win the girl or they save the 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 world or whatever the case may be, and I think at at a human level it speaks to us in that just basis of of or the premise better said of just good and evil and justice. Mm. Mm. Okay, okay. Um, what do the rest of you guys think? Yeah, to me it's, um, it, go, go for it. Jason. Go ahead. No, go for it. All right. Uh, to me, it's more like the need of a hero that's really that's really why that's that's really why it's been in society for so long starting like you were saying back towards greek mythology we could start with hercules we could start with all those like little demigods there was the need for a hero but now if we look at modern day superheroes talking batman superman um talking iron man if you look at the biggest superheroes that there are all of them have their start when the United States was in a big war, mm. be it in the World War, World War One, World War Two, be it in the Cold War, um, all of these characters had their start then. Even something, something like that's actually like a and would go under the term cult classic, Popeye the Sailor. Mm. It was during World War Two and World War One that he got really famous. They were trying to push eat spinach, eat spinach, it, and how how were they going to push it? Mm. They had to create a cartoon hero that the only way that he would get jacked up, that he would get strong was eating spinach. So it was little things like that, that got so embedded our, to our society then um, that it ended up being like a hero. So we have, we have that for example, but also one of the ones that I actually read about was Captain America. Captain mm -hmm. America started with every, if you look at the, the whole thing about Captain America, the original Captain America, it's him against the Red Skull and Hydra. And it supposedly stands for the Hydra supposed to be the same thing as the Nazi party. The Nazis, yeah. And Captain America was obviously the U S military. 
And if you notice in the comic books, and if you notice even in the movies, Captain America is always beating them. He he he. There's a time where the um, the Red Skull and Hydra is kicking up um, Captain America's butt all over the place, and then boom, Captain America comes. And they even put him in actual scenarios, like on the what was actually what's an actual historical event, which is D-Day. There's actually even a car. There's actually even a comic where Captain America is in D-Day. And it's things like that, that like that's that's personally why I believe that they're so embedded into our society, that need of a hero, the want of a hero. I just want to add something real quick, adjacent to what you were saying, just to give everybody context. This is when these characters were created. Check out these years. Yeah. Batman, 1939. Superman, 1938. Captain America, 1940. And then now jump to the Cold War. That was World War II. Now jump to the mm-hmm. Cold War. Right. Spider-Man, 1962. Hulk, 1963. Um, as, uh, sorry, Iron Man. Uh, Spider-Man, 1962. Iron Man, 1963. Hulk, 1962. And then the Black Panther was 1966, which is in the middle of the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just just to add a little support to what you're saying, that they that they surge in these moments. Right. Where there are massive problems going on. And, oh, we need a hero. Right. And so they, they kind of reflect the hopes of everyone that we wish these problems would go away. Uh, Andrew, what say you? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you guys all made valid points and kind of some of the things that I wanted to say, you know, you know, why is it that we as a society are so attracted to these superheroes? I think, uh, well, I have two, two perspectives. The first one I want to share is just that just our, our human nature, we're limited, right? Everything that we do, uh, um, you know, we obviously we're not immortal, right? We die at one point. There's certain things, you know, you can't just jump in the air and then gravity takes place and you could just keep jumping endlessly, to, you know, to wherever you want. You can't fly. There's certain limitations that we as humans just don't have that on top of the fact that there's so much suffering. Right. There's so many things broken in this world. Mm-hmm. It leaves something in us that kind of like a little hole there. Right. Of course, we as Christians, we know that the Bible says that that God is the one that, you know, his invisible qualities are seen throughout nature, throughout the world. Right. Jesus calls to us. Right. Acts. 1724 right it says so um uh and pre- has pre-appointed their times and boundaries of their dwelling so that they should seek the lord in hope that they might grow for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us so we know that there's from the beginning of genesis that there is a savior but take away the bible right and uh, a non-christian you know and you have that hole there you know of something greater that you know that's calling to you there but we don't automatically attribute that to jesus or to god right so what we do instead is we, we come up with these fictional movies to try to, uh, I guess, grasp some of these things, these intangibles that we have. And we make these into uh, 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 movies that we can relate to. Right. That fit our nar- narrative, just as you guys were saying. Right. You know, uh, how many of these movies that we look at, the Avengers, all these other ones, you know, play off the, the idea of suffering that we can relate. Right. There's always a, a climax. Right. A point where where all of a sudden the world is ruined and they're in shambles, right? We can relate to that. Look at what's going on right now. You know, how many of us can relate to the underdog story, right? We all love a good underdog story, right? Whenever, I, I don't know about you guys. I remember when I was young, I used to type in uh, bully gets KO'd on YouTube. And I would just sit there and watch <laughs> video after video because something about, you know, the underdog coming out on top, right? You would see that one occasional uh, video where the bully would get the best of it be like oh no i don't like that right you keep scrolling right you know uh we think of characters like batman 
right? Who was an orphan, started off as an orphan, right? Then now, you know, when he's a superhero, he's rich, right? And he's the protector of Gotham, right? Things that we as humans would equate as the top level, right? Has all the money and is the protector of Gotham, right? Uh, Spider-Man, right? Uh, you know, he, he's this like kind of nerd, this young kid, all of a sudden gets these powers, right? He used to be bullied. Now he, you know, uh, what is the greatest, the, the quote? With a great power comes great responsibility. responsibility. Now he's now he's like the you know the, the superhero type, right? So we get all these different things, these storylines that fit our narrative, right? And uh, sometimes these 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 storylines, we even root for the bad guy at times because we're like, oh, I understand that that uh I would, that storyline or that narrative because it fits with us. But uh, the more we see that narrative, we see that it's something that we ourselves are imposing on the superhero as opposed to allowing the superhero or Jesus as Julio to uh, allow him to reveal himself to us, right? Um, I, uh, I, it just reminds me of what the, the Jewish people, what they thought of who Jesus was supposed to be, right? Even the disciples themselves who are trying to rain fire on people who are also doing miracles or doing things just like them, but it was not under their uh, jurisdiction. It was not under their narrative. So now they want to rain fire on someone else, right? Or, or, or they, the, the idea that Jesus was going to come and establish the kingdom and destroy Rome. That was whose narrative? The Jewish people at that time. So we have all these different things that when we think of these, the comic books or, or these, uh, these movies that we impose or we relate to these narratives of these superheroes and we attach them to that. Can I, can I, say, can I say something to that, um, Andrew? Uh, and, and I maybe I'm going to take it just to even, even a more basic level, uh, which is the idea that the, the through human history, the way that we have transmitted values has been through stories. Um, whether whether you look at the Bible, I mean, even think about the Bible for a second. Right. Uh, the foundation of the Bible is Torah. Right. Is, is the first five books of, of our Old Testament. And it doesn't begin with these massive doctrinal explanations. It begins with the story. Genesis and Exodus are essentially a narrative, right? It is a story. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at the way Jesus would transmit values as well, he would tell stories. We know them as parables. Um, uh, in fact, there's a there's a part in um, in Deuteronomy where uh, there's a question. I, I have this verse here. I, I want to share it with you guys. Uh, this is Deuteronomy chapter six, verse twenty. Moses is giving advice to parents. And again, Deuteronomy chapter six, verse 20, it says in the future, I'm reading from the NIV, when your son asks you, what is the meaning of the stipulations, decrees and laws the Lord our God has commanded you? In other words, what is the meaning of all these things that we do? This is, this is Moses telling the people, tell him a story, right? Tell him, look, we were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt. Uh, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And before our eyes, the Lord sent signs and wonders. That's the story. That's the story of their liberation. And what he's saying is, look, for you to explain the values to your child, you tell them in stories. Now, that brings me to this second idea here. Uh, and perhaps me, even at a more philosophical level, the idea is that the way that we first imagine our world or the way we first understand our world is through stories. Um, we would probably say this is a social imaginary, right? It's not so much scientific explanations or philosophical explanations about how things work or why society does these things. It's the stories that make sense to us. As a kid, my, my children, uh, uh, Gio, your kids, they love the stories. Like they want to hear the stories. Uh, I mean, try to explain to them 
you know, why the sun is so hot during the summer and, and, and why it's cold during the winter. It'll just go right over the head. But you start beginning to explain the story, right, of the seasons and all that, and it starts making more sense to them. And so there are things that we like to do. And one of those is a good story. We all like a good story. And we're moved by stories. And I think that superhero movies have tapped into the fact that these are these are great stories. But let me just add one last thing here, Andrew, and, then, and I'll let you guys chime in this. The only issue with these stories is that they're humanistic in their philosophy. There is humanism that's coming in. If you don't know what humanism is, it's the idea of removing the divine and the supernatural and focusing on the human as the solutions, as the bringer to all the solutions to all our problems in the world. And so the idea is that the solution is in humans as opposed to a God. That's, that's really the basic idea of humanism. And so that story is the one that I believe appeals when you look at the Iron Man's, when you look at the Hulk. I mean, think about the Hulk for a second. The idea that he's a, just a weak human, back to, the, to what you were saying, Andrew, right? Weak human, all of a sudden goes through some like weird, you know, gamma radiation thing. And now he's a human with superpowers. Oh, we love that because it, it just focuses on us. What do you guys say about that? I, I actually wanted to say something and I wanted to see what you guys think about this. I wanted to ask you guys a question. This was goes to my second thought. And, and, and it made me think like, could it be the another reason why we're so attracted to the superheroes of the like, you know, it, it reminds me of what goes back uh, even to our, 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 our nature, our human nature our, itself, you know, all the way to Genesis, right? When uh, Satan is tempting Eve, you know, and it says, you will not surely die. You know, you will become like God, knowing good and evil. And of course, we know that Eve takes of the fruit, right? Mm -hmm. in, 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 instinctually, because of the fact that she thought that she could gain a power, you know, or a knowledge that was higher than what she had already had. Could it be that it's in us ourselves that we want a, something that's even higher, you know? And these are you know, Adam and Eve, and this happened with, uh, with Satan himself. These were not fallen beings. These were perfect beings when this happened. So it's not, we can't say it's our fallen nature, you know? So it makes me think, and I want you guys, uh, I want you guys to answer this, you know, uh, when these thoughts come over our head, I, you know, we've all thought about, oh, uh, having powers or, or wanting power in some sense, you know, do you think these are, in, these thoughts are instinctually, you know, wrong for us to have, or what do you guys think about these? you know, wanting to have power or, or, or what are you guys' thoughts on that? Whether or not, whether or not that's right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, this that's idea right. of like yeah. wanting yeah. higher power, you know, that sure. happened with Adam and Eve, you know, with Satan, you know, sure. we see that it's a, it's a pattern, you know, is, yeah. you know, where do we draw the line or, or how do we manage that or our thoughts of that? You know, mm -hmm. it's interesting. I thought mean, about it. All, it. it when, when it comes to that, like, to me, it's a tough question because then it goes down to what do you define as power? Because is it is it power as in, in the physical or is it power as in the mental, as in knowledge? Because sometimes knowledge, the knowing of something that somebody else doesn't know could be counted as a power. You have power over that person, the power of knowledge. So that when it comes to that, it's kind of tough because we could apply that to uh, to Adam and Eve. They're, they're, where they felt was wanting the power of knowledge. They wanted to know what God knew. That's what they wanted. I don't think they, I honestly don't think that scenario that, that, that Satan pre presented to them, specifically to Eve, 
at the at the at the tree of knowledge of good and evil. I don't think it was a scenario of like, oh, I want to be like God and I want to create. I think it was more of a scenario. I want to know what God knows. I want to think what God thinks. Like, I think it was more of a scenario of that. So something, if when it comes to, when it comes to power, I, and asking that question to me, it's a little tough. I would say power because in any sense, a higher knowledge, uh, you know, uh, you know, any type of power that's above what we have yeah. as humans. Yeah. Gio, what, what, what are you thinking? Yeah. Um, I, I think there, there is a sense when, when we are, talking about the you know this essence of of trying to be like superheroes and things like that i i think we all know i'm uh, right now the, obviously having power is very appealing no matter what type of level you put it having some sort of power uh to to control it's it's very appealing to the human sense but it's also a, a thing that and as i was listening to mitch and andrew uh, um, there, I, I was, the scenario was coming to my mind is that when, when we are telling our kids, you know, when we lock our doors, when we put our seatbelts, this idea of safety, because something can go, can go wrong, or so there's something wrong out there that can potentially harm us and doing, do us some sort of wrong. It's, it's, I think we do it almost consciously and subconsciously a little bit where we're, we're constantly communicating to our kids and it has been communicated to us as well by our parents that there's something fundamentally wrong with the world mm. and, and there's safety and there's this, and, and, you know, obviously those levels grow depending on, you know, when you're, when you're growing from a, from a five-year-old to a 10-year-old to a 15-year-old and then a 20-year-old, those things start changing. And obviously all of these things around us, there's something wrong. And, and so these superheroes offer us a chance sort of, a, of, a, of an escape almost mm -hmm. to what the reality is. And, and so, when I'm introducing a, a superhero to, to my kids, you know, they're, they're like, who's that? And what does he do? And what's the story with him, right? Uh, what, to what Mitchell was saying, you know, what's, what, what's, and so this idea that, hey, that's, that's the good guy, that's the bad guy, he has cool, he's, he has superpowers, he has a cool suit, whatever the case may be, we obviously play onto those, we play to, straight to the, to the we tailor made for those things where mm. where then we approach the situation and these superheroes obviously throughout you know and and Mitchell mentioned in the beginning as well comparison by movies of that sort superheroes often make good money they have a good response with the audience because it's it appeals to the humanism of us and it also makes us in, in a sense of uh, of of that I can do it I may not have the powers of for example a Superman or a Batman or a Spider-Man, but it also gives you this sense that I can be the hero as well of my story. Yeah. Yes. I wanted to, to add to this, to the, the question I get, uh, kind of uh, give a, two uh, sides to it. Cause you know, I think to myself, I'm, we've all thought of like, Oh, you know, I wish I could be invisible. I wish I could teleport. I wish I could fly. Right. And I don't know. I, I don't think these thoughts are instinctly wrong. There's nothing wrong with these things. But I say, we're, like, we look at the Bible, someone like we talked about, I think it was a, on our last topic, a Simon Magus, the sorcerer, right, who was called the great power of God, wanted to buy the power of the Holy Spirit. He wanted power. And then we, and then we see in Acts uh, 1.8 where it says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses, right? This is speaking to the disciples, right, when they will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. We see uh, someone like, I believe it's Paul, where people were touching his handkerchief, right, and being healed or different things like that. This power. 
So where do we, how do we di di differentiate these, these two or, or, you know, I mean, we look at Adam and Eve who wanted a higher power, you know, I mean, where do we di differentiate uh, something yeah. uh, leisure or, or casual, yeah. you know, just a yeah. thought. I don't look, I think, I think uh, I, I, I want to kind of join what you're asking, Andrew, and, and what Gio just said right now, uh, and even what Jason had mentioned. Um, I think there is an issue when we look at the, of, uh, at not so much power, but how you obtain that power, right? Right, right. And when, when the, and by, by the way, because we have to ask the question why these movies are more attractive than church, because let's face it, right? Uh, you got a uh, uh, people buying tickets as soon as they're available. Young people buying tickets as some of you, some of you watching right now, right? Uh, buying tickets as soon as they're available, going in line at midnight. So you could watch it on the release, <laughs> but you go late to church. I'll, I'll be real with you right now. Okay. No, not, not, not just that. There's not no, there's that. no line. There's no line to they, get into church, even... man. Some don't even go to church at times. I'm not yeah, saying yeah, I, I know, watching I know. us, but I've known of youth that I know. they'd rather be at the movies watching that movie than going to church. Hey, going hey, to I'm, church. I'm, 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 I'm going to be open right now and say that I was one of those young people at one point in my life where yeah. I missed sure. church to go watch a release. And, I, and I'll right. put myself out there. You know, so I, 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 I understand that. It, it happens. But, but look, we got to ask the question why it's so attractive. But I think... And, and we may not pick this up, but I think part of the, uh, the goal of this conversation is almost to unveil, right, what's really going on there. Because right. once again, right, you can have power, says God, but when it comes from him and through him and in him. This is what Susanna was putting in here. I don't, I don't know if you guys can see that, that message right there. Uh, Susanna Milan says, look, the Bible tells us we will be able to fly. Yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> not just that. Might. Like. But hold on, let, let me finish the start here, right? It yeah, says, but when we see it, yeah, she said, but when we see it, we can relate. God will give us the power to be mm. able to do that when he comes. Hey, look, I want to fly, man. That sounds awesome. But hey. where is that coming from? From hey, me hey, bro. or is it coming from God? We, we will not all sleep. We will, all, we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye, right? We will become immortal, and, and, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jason, what, what were you thinking, Jason? No, like, like, it, like, it blows my mind because, like, we always focus on all these superheroes and all that stuff. But if you look at the Bible, there's some guys in there, and there, there's guys and girls in the Bible that legitly had powers, like, like something that you would imagine out of a comic book. Look at Samson for one. Samson yeah, is the one sure. that to me stands out the most, and it was a God-given power, and he's just he's. Uh, according Super to the Bible, strength. he's the strongest there could have been. Super strength. He's the strongest Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you on, know on, what, leg, on leg day, huh, Jason? Hey, 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 on leg on day. Leg on day. <laughs> no, no, but look, that, but it, it's, not just that, it's, not just that. Like even the first, the first, um, the first, uh, the first of uh, deacons, um, the guy that talked to the Ethiopian, Steven. his Philip, the, the no, Philip. There was this crazy sermon that I heard in uh, at PUC. At PUC at um, Pine Springs Ranch, and the guy literally said, "If you look at, if you read the Bible, literally Philip was the first astronaut. He traveled through space and time, and who allowed him to do that? God. So, like, there's legit scenarios in the Bible where God does things that happen in superhero movies. 
Yeah, yeah, but you know, but look, let me, but let me say this though. But the source of power is different though. The, right? the, that's, I, that's, I mean, that's the power. big difference. And, and the purpose, the end of that and power. The in other words, the, the, mm-hmm. the final end of that power is also very different. <clears throat> so maybe that, what that, a, that's a right. superhero presents of, you know, using that power to punch somebody so hard that they go away. You know, so it's, it's, yeah. it's very different. And, and sure. also, it's, it's, the, yeah, go, go for ahead, it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Andrew. I, I would say also the, the heart, uh, the heart of the person, where was it at? You know, uh, Isaiah 14, 13, I will make myself like the most high. I will make myself, you know, he's this is Satan. I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne. What, what is behind that? The I, you know, as opposed to when we see you shall receive power. God is going to give you that power as opposed to I'm going to get that power with uh, with uh, with Eve. You know, I want to be, you know, uh, on, on par with God. I, I wanted to, to to challenge maybe a little bit what what Jason was saying about the Adam and Eve and the temptation aspect. And the fact of the matter is that when we are looking at the at the at the at the garden event, at the garden account, the fall of man, it was same presenting to them an an abuse of power of God and saying, hey, he's abusing his power. He's mm-hmm. lying. He's manipulating the situation. He hasn't been on it. He's been keeping something from you that you can gain a better a better state. And then therefore they believed it and they said, yeah, that is right. Satan is keeping something from me. He is doing something. So it's very appealing and we see it over and over again as well with these superheroes movies. One of the things about superhero movies, and I, and I don't know if I'm going to change the gears a little bit here, it's, it's, it's this idea of, of how much spiritual tone there are in these movies. Mm-hmm. I think when, when we look at these movies, the spiritual tone that is behind these movies is exactly what we see in the Garden of Eden event. You know, they, they, they're using biblical names, they're using biblical phrases. Many times in these movies, if you, especially the modern ones, now the, nowadays you can't even watch, I challenge anybody to watch any of the Avenger movies and, and, and tell me a moment that they're not quoting scripture. You know what I'm saying? Well, so all, yeah. of these things, all of these things presented in the Garden of Eden, we see it in these superhero movies where you could be like God, you can be the hero of your story. And that's what Satan wants to present, that ultimately there's this abuse of power remove God from the equation and say, as to what uh, Mitchell was saying in the beginning, that you can do it. And so that's why we're so drawn to this because it plays to our humanism, to the human aspect of me of saying, hey, that's right, I can do it. I can be a God because there's obviously, and everybody can recognize it, whether you're, 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 you're spiritual or no, whether you're religious or not, that there's something fundamentally wrong with the world and somehow it needs to be fixed. And I can be the hero. I can yeah. be the voice of reason. I can, with my will and my intelligence, pry my way out of situations and do all of this other stuff, right? That make me in the position and take God out of the equation. And so what we're doing with these superheroes, they shouldn't really be called superhero. They should be called repl- God replacements. Gio, Gio, can I, can I say, can I say something with that? See, I think I think it's interesting. Um, if you were to look at why is it that young people by the millions will go to watch a movie, but it's very tough sometimes to get young people to go to church. Okay. I think it's because it appeals to truly what we want. Now, look, let me let me put it this way. Movies are there to make money. I mean, let, let's just let's yeah. just say what it is, right? Hollywood isn't there 
to teach you good morals or good values or what is right and what is wrong and to, to have you help you choose what is right. Well, you can okay. you can't learn truth from the movies. No, 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 no. Hold on. You, you mean, you no, mean no, no, I, can't, no. I can't quote uh, uh, the uh, Avengers comic seven three for my for my source of wisdom? No, 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 no. Uh, you may you may very well find inklings of wisdom in there. That, but what I'm saying is that they don't care about that. What they care about is making money. Right. And, 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 and you may say, oh, there's truth in what they're saying, because I agree. I think there is some truth in what they're saying, but it's going to be a messed up truth, because at the end, we don't really want to hear the truth. Truth, do we? I mean, like, 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 do we really want to hear what we're right and wrong? No. So if movies are there to make money, what they're going to do is they're going to appeal to our base nature, right? They're going to appeal to the things that will passionately lead us to a certain place. And I think that this is really important. What Gio just said right now, it's the idea that we can be in control of our own universe. I can be in control of my own destiny where scripture tells you technically you're not, you are an actor in all of this. Right. And although you have been given the choice to to choose life or to choose death, uh, when you start to say, leave God alone and I'm just going to do things my way, you end up dead. Mm -hmm. Right. When you say, I want God in my life and I submit to him, then you end up giving life. So the only way that you end up living and becoming a hero in your own life is through God, according to scripture. That's not the case with superhero movies. Now, the spiritual tones are there and that's the problem. Uh, the greatest villain in the Avenger series is Thanos. The, the funny thing is that the Greek word, the Koine Greek word for death is Thanatos, right? And so why use that name? Why, why use something that sounds so similar to death? Well, because again, the spiritual tones, right, are there. And they are saying something about spirituality, about the battle between good and evil, what I would just argue is that they're saying a messed up version of that battle between good and evil. I, I, would, also, I would add to that and sort of, sort of challenge you, Mitch, on that and say, I, I do believe that they are trying to educate. I, I do believe they care about the philosophy and concepts that are being thrown out there. Yes, it's to make money. That's all. That's the ultimate goal. But I do believe that they do care that they are presenting to these people. That's why we come, keep coming. And I say, we, because right, we've we've all just you know put it out there that we all are interested in these movies. That's why it, it, they play so much into it because over and over again we go back to it because of the concepts that are presented in these movies, because of obviously the spiritual tones and everything that is that are being said in these movies. I believe they actually do care and they care a lot and they and it's purposeful. Obviously, when when you're making movies and cinematography and all of that. Every little part, every word, everything that you see on the screen, every flash, every power, every light that you see flickering off that screen is with an intentionality to play, like you were saying, to that humanism and obviously to educate you in the process and present these concepts. Think about, think about what you're seeing in these movies constantly. You're seeing violence, vengeance. You're seeing all of this. Clearly things that on scripture, when we read scripture, they, they, do, not, they do not promote any of this whatsoever. Jesus coming as a conquering does not promote any type of vengeance, although he does say vengeance is mine, but he is talking about what has sin has done in the world. That's what his vengeance is, vengeance is on. And what these superheroes present is this concept of, of if the bad guy comes and hits me, right, I'm going to turn around and hit him harder. Gio, let me, let, me, let, me, let, let me just say this. Let me, let me respond to that. So let me push back on what you just said right now. Because okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
my son does not have to watch a single movie. And I've seen him get hit by Chloe and he wants to hit her back. He has not seen a single superhero movie out there. We don't let him watch those movies. Mm -hmm. And yet it is natural and instinctual to him to do those things. See, I would argue that Hollywood isn't so much about educating. It is about feeding into what you already know and feel and what is natural to you. If that's if that's education, that's fine. I have, I have no problem with that. It may, it may just be semantics here. But I believe that it's this idea that, look, check this out. Sin enters the world. The right. very, very first sin, the very first sin that comes right after Adam and Eve fall is violence. Is violence. That is, that is what appeals to our nature. And so Hollywood says, look, we know that violence sells. We know that sex sells. So we're going to promote this more and more. Now, there could be kind of like a cycle there where they are educating you on top of that. But I just think they've tapped into the fact that these are things that we, we enjoy because they are natural to us. Because we're sinful. I don't want to get Andrew upset because Andrew said once that if he can can I can I challenge both of you guys? No, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna get I want to challenge both you guys. And uh, you know, maybe is it possible for both of you guys to be right? Is it possible for there to be people with narratives and then there's people with a narrative of let's just confuse the people? And the reason why I I I, this comes up is one of the things that, that comes to my mind, right? We're talking about the tones of these movies, right? The good and evil. They have, they have the, the, the how do you say, the foundation, the bare bones, the, the idea of the great controversy, the good versus evil, evil. And one of the things that came up to my mind, I'm glad I have both of the prophecy majors here in, in Gio and Mitchell, right? You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, right? There's four different types of, of frameworks, right? When we talk about uh, uh, prophecy, right? Or eschatology, right? Dealing with the end times, right? You guys can, can correct me if I'm right, right? There's historicist, right? The preterist, the idealist, and I forget the last one. What's the last one, Mitch? That's what it's called? Futurist. I'm just kidding. Futurist, yeah, futurist, futurist, right? Yeah. So the historicist is right, are at the Adventist point, right? Uh, uh, how, how we view things, the idea that, you know, we see things in prophecy in the past, in the future, and in the present, right? Uh, the, the preterist is that those are things that happen, you know, at a certain time, right? Uh, in the past or whatever, right? just for, to go through them quickly. And right, the one that I want to get to is, is the idealist, right? The idea that everything in Revelation, right, or the prophecy that we see there, everything is symbolic, right? And what ultimately happens when we see everything from that standpoint, that everything is symbolic, all of a sudden, it has no meaning to me at this time right now. You know, there's not, no, no uh, weight to those words in Revelation to me right now. Right. And I feel like that same, I guess, framework is something that they try to do with these movies, right? The, that they have this basic symbolic uh, uh, nature to it where you have good and evil, but it's so uh, symbolic and so just uh, so many things thrown around there that it has no weight really. And it, may, it almost desensitizes us as viewers to what could possibly be true or what we know to be true as Christians or Seventh-day Adventists in the great controversy. What do you guys think? That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. Um... Does it desensitize us? I, that's I I find that as a super interesting question, uh, because it desensitizes it desensitizes us to what specifically to the great controversy, the, well, the idea well, of of what is really happening. Obviously, we as uh, uh, you know as Seventh Day Adventists know about the, the the great controversy. We know you know we don't know everything, but we know you know uh, the ins and outs of you know. Obviously, we have the Bible, but someone who's not out there, right? All of a sudden, they hear all these different things about. A, a supernatural all these different ideas 
and narratives. And all of a sudden, when you come to the Bible, you look at it and you're like, ah, it's just another uh, uh, something on, on, on good and evil. Right. No, no. Okay, yeah, almost- no right. No, no, I got you. I got you. But I'm asking that because here's here's my issue. I don't know if superhero movies desensitize us to the battle between good and evil. I think they present us a bad solution to the problem of good and evil, because at, at the end, look, it's it's a weird thing, right? If you were to ask even people who don't necessarily believe in God, they still have a weird concept of good and evil in this world. Mm-hmm. Like they would tell you that that Hitler some would even argue Trump, right? Like they'll say, look, that's an evil man. Now you don't believe in God though. Like you're using language that that fits in the scope of the great controversy. And yet you don't believe in a battle between God and sin and God and Satan, et cetera, et cetera. So the concept of good and evil is there. I don't know if it desensitizes, desensitizes us to that. What I think it does do, using your own terms, is that it pre- it presents a solution that is false all the way until our very death, bro, because it will kill us to assume that we can solve our problems without, you know, hey, Earth's greatest greatest and mightiest heroes, right? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Isn't that, the, isn't that the title we would give Jesus? But remove Jesus from it, and then who saves us? Man? Oh, we would save ourselves. And, and, and Susanna, Susanna uh, Milan presents a, a statement here that I think is, is absolutely 100% true. It says, what about the storylines that have a moral story? This to me is so interesting because if you look at the Avengers, if you look at someone like, like Thanos, how you were saying, who is the, what is it, the antagonist, right? The bad guy, right? Antagonist. And all of a sudden you see his storyline and you can almost relate with that guy and say, oh, you know what he's doing is moral. What he's doing is right, right? He has a cause. He has a plan. You can almost side with the bad guy because it seems like more like a moral. You know, I mean, it seems moral what he's doing. If you see into his perspective, if you see into his storyline, now you're now you're even more confused about who to go for the Avengers or the or Thor, I mean, uh, or uh, Thanos. Right. These storylines that sometimes appeal to us morally and say, oh, I can understand why he, he wiped out half half of the world because he wanted to do this, you know, or, or whatever you may say. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. OK. And, and for anyone here. All right. What is the moral story behind? let's say the Avengers or, or the dark Knight series, the Batman series. What, what, what is the moral? Because again, when we're talking about moral, we're talking about the distinction between right and wrong, right? It's, it's a, it's a teaching that helps us distinguish between what is right and what is wrong. So here I'm asking you guys, what is the moral behind the story? What does it try to teach us behind those stories? Jason, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's basic. It's literally, the fight between good and evil. If you really summarize it to simple words, it's the fight between good and evil. That's what it is the whole time. But then we can go kind of to what Andrew was saying, and it all depends through whose scope you're seeing it. Because there's so many other characters in those movies that have this 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 uh, this idea of themselves like Thanos that they're coming to alleviate every everybody else's pain that they're coming to fix everything that's done wrong and um there's actually uh there's actually one of the I can't, I can't remember the character's name off the top of my head right now but it's in the garden of the galaxy the gardens of the galaxy the first one the antagonist in that movie he's like i've come to cleanse this earth like he like a lot of the a lot of the words that he uses is stuff that you find in the bible 
but mm. it's stuff that God says. But that's yeah, the bad yeah, guy. That's so true. <laughs> but that's the bad guy in the movie. And not just even that, like something, even before we ever thought of this conversation, before this this group of guys was put together, when I saw one of the one of the Avengers movies, I can't remember if it was the second to last one or the last one. There's a specific phrase that one of the characters uses, and he says, "Who, what master do you serve?" And I just thought at the moment I was enjoying the movie, but as soon as that line came up, it was like, "What the heck did this guy like?" Well, like. To me, to me, it was kind of like blasphemy, and it, like it, it kind of like after that point, as much as I tried to enjoy the movie, that line just stuck in my head, and he because uh, of what the character says, he he straight up tells him, "What am I supposed to say, Jesus?" And it, like every, like <laughs> yeah, before <it's> like... <laughs> before none of before any of this stuff, when I heard that line, to me, it, like it struck me, and I was like, "Dude, that was so blasphemous right there!" Like. What are you talking about? Like, as a Christian, I was supposed to say, yeah, Jesus. Jason, Jason, but hey, like we're Christians, man. And we are just, we're just like drinking this up, bro. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like, that's, that's the issue. Like Hollywood just does such a good job to portray something good as bad. And then what's bad as right. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They do such a good job at us that they have us eating out of their hands when it comes to these Avenger movies. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say I haven't enjoyed watching these movies. Right. I thought they were good. I'm one of those guys that I didn't buy it the day it came out, but I bought a ticket the day later and made line to go watch the movie. I did that. But now like... Blasphemy, brother. Blasphemy. Especially, especially <laughs> now, like, in light of these conversations that we've had and in light specifically of this one that I've really thought about it, that I've sat down and I've seen videos and I've seen other documentaries and that I've read into this stuff as a Christian, this is stuff that we shouldn't be watching. There's so many implications to making these movies, not just when they're writing the script, but how the actors prepare for these movies Mm -hmm. that as a Christian, even though we don't see it, even though we're not watching what's done in the background, if we really knew, if we know it's something that should that should completely like push us away from that stuff. Away from it, yeah. Uh, uh, Mitch, you had you had a you had a question that you answered. Oh. What's moral about this? I, I went. Oh, hold, to on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. But Gio, Gio wanted to say something real I quick. Oh, my bad. And Susan brings up that I I love that question. Like you know, what about the morality in these stories? Because moral stories are essentially a teaching tool, right? They're right. teaching tools for us to 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 see what what is good and what is wrong. But the thing is, the idea of it all. And I think Martin there was pointing out to, and he's making a reference to the Captain America movie where he is saying that, you know, Captain America is presented as this goody two shoes, but in order for him to save the world, he has to do certain things that are not so mm-hmm. moral, mm-hmm. but at the end he saves the world and it's all good, right? It's justified. It's so, justified. So exactly. It's a false representation of, of what, how to resolve this sort of what, and Mitchell said it again. You know that that this false representation of how to solve the good versus evil situation, and the fact of the matter is that these moral stories and the way to get to the to the savior or the way to fix the problem are 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 methods that we as Christians cannot be part of, of of sort of for example in the case of there's one Black Panther. Black Panther was a big hit, and and Black Panther's so base as far as how he obtains power of how he gains guidance is this idea of witchcraft 
and and mm -hmm. and and all it is is witchcraft and you're being presented with this concept over and over again of witchcraft of witchcraft and as christians you cannot sit there and as soon as you would have seen the the cover of the movie black panther i don't think any christian should have watched that movie mm -hmm. i have to be honest like like i have not watched that movie i have to be like i like superhero movies but i have not just for the simple now right oh you don't watch uh, a witchcraft but you watched batman and superman punching a whole bunch of bad guys right so you know i'm not excusing it one bit but there's a there's these ideas that i think we need to and jason was saying it i think he's really honest in, in what jason was saying you know looking at these undertones looking at the spiritual looking at the moral so and how do they quote unquote get to the right action or the right or or or, or saving the world type of concept mm -hmm. are not things that as christians we should not be watching we cannot exactly. partake of this it is not exactly. and so and so that's why I was challenging a minute ago. I was challenging uh, uh, Mitchell on this of saying, "Hey, they, they don't teach us something. It's it's just pure basic entertainment." I don't think so. I I think they are calculated and teaching us certain. Obviously, the end of it all is money for them. That's all they really care about. But but to say that to completely dismiss it and just say that oh, it could just be entertainment. It has no effect then I beg to differ, you know, because there are situations we have seen that there are people and we've seen it since even back in the 80s and 60s when these movies had really bad graphics and all of that. <laughs> you always have this bozo, right, that jumps off of the building thinking he's mm. Superman, mm. right? You always have this, mm. this crazy guy, this mentally challenged guy going into a theater and shooting up a whole bunch of people watching a movie thinking that he was a guy. So, so to think that these don't have an effect on us is would be wrong hold just on let me the let, mere, yeah let me mere thing of of saying oh it's just entertainment yeah no no let me let me say this though because I, I don't think i ever said that they don't teach us anything i don't think that they care about teaching us what is right and what is wrong oh obviously, you know i'm saying right. yeah, yeah that's that's what i'm saying mm -hmm. they, they're not concerned about teaching you a right way of living right they're they they are concerned about making money and mm -hmm. in the process what they do is they sink us into the problems that we already have Right. I right. in no way am I saying that you don't learn anything from them. I think you end up you end up like it's like a it's like a plant. Right. You you you're already growing. But whatever you start feeding into the plant, that's the way the plant's going to go, either up or down. And I think that's the same way here. Uh, I don't believe that Hollywood is concerned in teaching you a right way of living, a righteous way of living. They don't care about that. If the outcome of the movie ends up turning people more violent, they care not. What they care about is making money. And that's that's what I was trying to say. But at the end, the problem is that we are viewing these things. And Gio, this is where I'm 100% with you. As we view these things, we're feeding <clears throat> into these things. And yeah, we're picking up things that we shouldn't be picking up at, especially as Christians. That, that's I agree with you 100% right. on that. I, I think I, you guys are both right. Um, right here, I wanted to say to the question, that you, the answer, you know, what is the moral? I found it on Google about Thanos. Is Why did Thanos want to kill half of the people. It says Thanos did so because he wanted to eradicate overpopulation from the universe and did not want other planets to meet the same fate as his planet did because of his, because of the scarcity of population. So you have his line of thinking of, of why he did that. And someone might say, oh, well, you know, that's moral. You know, what he was trying to accomplish, the end goal was moral. He had to do it in a certain way that we might not all agree with, 
but it's moral. And it goes back to what Gio was saying. I think we have to uh, uh, say that the method in which we get to the end goal is just as important, if not greater. That's yeah. I, that, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jason. I think, yeah. I think one thing that we're forgetting and that's because of how much society has trans- transitioned since then is the whole concept of subliminal messaging. If we go back, let's say 15, maybe even 20 years, subliminal messaging was a big thing. Like everybody was telling, put that song, put that song in rewind and like in reverse, let's see what it says. And like, there was, there was actually like songs that legitly said things. Yeah, I know. Hey, Gio. Way, way too back. Jason, let me, me let me tell you something, man. Gio and, I, Gio and I sat through like a hundred of those messages, bro. Talking about hey, some, exactly. Hey, don't so hey, don't, I, don't so put that man, don't put that mana CD backwards. <laughs> I might be the youngest one in the group, but I went through that. Like there was even like series at church that talked about that. Oh uh, man, we heard the them all, though. bro. We heard them all. I'm telling you, me and Gio, he, he, literally <laughs> sitting right next to each other, we heard them all, dude. Oh, it was, it was oh crazy. Oh my crazy. gosh. But here's the thing, though. <laughs> We don't, we think like, oh, subliminal messaging isn't such a big thing anymore. The thing is that they're not, they don't hide it anymore. There's right. still so much subliminal messaging in movies, but our society has tra- transitioned into, I don't even say, not even transition is not the word, has been perverted so much that the subliminal messaging is out in the open. They don't have to hide things behind the, if you put the song backwards anymore. They don't have to put a secret sign in the movie. It's literally in the, in, in the songs. The songs are so explicit now. Music out there is so explicit. Movies are so explicit. Like even if you put some of the movies that are coming out nowadays that are PG-13, if you take that movie back 30 years, that's a rated R movie. Like that's how, when we're talking about being desensitized, that's somewhere where they're coming at it too. And that, that has bigger, it has bigger implications when it comes to our spiritual life because it's dumbing us down to seeing pornography in movies. It's dumbing, it's dumbing us down to being sex before marriage is something that's okay. It's dumbing us down to, oh, maybe if I try drugs or alcohol once, it's okay. Because even though it's not subliminal messaging anymore hidden behind it, it's done so out in the open can, can that I, we're just eating yeah. it and eating it and eating it. Can I let me let me put let me put language to this for a second because I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, this is not my own language. Um, I've mentioned this before on one of our other conversations, but I'll say it again. Um, James Smith, who's a uh, professor, evangelical professor, uh, has a book called Desiring the Kingdom, and his argument in this book is that no matter where we go, we are being formed by something. So uh, if you go to the mall, you are going through formative rituals that actually shape your identity and who you are and what you love, right? Consumerism, for example. Um, he calls these liturgies. And, and the idea behind what he says is li- what is liturgical is basically it is religious, right? It is a religious ritual, although we may not identify it as religious. So, for example, uh, one of the examples he gives is when you go to a, a, a game, okay? Uh, Gio and I have been to basketball games together when we were kids. And, and no, no you know, invite? No, no, we, we didn't, you didn't exist at that time for us, bro. No, no, just, just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Where we're at. Yeah. They, they snapped no. me out of existence. What happened? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. And so, but no, but, but check this out, right? We'd, we'd go to the, we go to a Laker game, a Clipper game. And all of a sudden when the national anthem comes up, 
you get up and you stand and you remove your hat and everyone does it right up until Colin Kaepernick decided not to do it. And when he didn't do it, it created a huge issue. Why? Because the consistent standing up for the national flag eventually comes. And this is his argument, right? Eventually forms an identity within you and it shapes you and it tells you this is right and this is wrong. Um, you know, Gio, maybe our, we're, we're doing semantics. We do that a lot yes, in this program. We end up talking, we're, yeah, we're saying the same thing, but in different terms. Right, right. Let's, let's move the education word out of the way or entertainment. What movies definitely do is they do form you. Right. They, they shape the identity that perhaps is already in you, right? They give you but a they, world view. Yep. Mm. And they begin to slowly start shaping things within you. And so what happens? Look, check this out. Some of you out there may be victims to this. You watched the first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. And then you watch the second one. And then you watch the third one and the fourth one. I don't know how many there are, right? And then you're already eight movies into it. And now you're like, you know what? I want an Iron Man shirt. I want a, a, uh, a, 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 a I don't know, a Thor hammer in my room, whatever, right? Yeah. You would have never gotten this before. But because you've been just taking this in, it has slowly been shaping your identity. And now all of a sudden, as, you know, as Jason was saying, as Gio was saying, yeah, I, you know, there is a sort of education that goes in there. Or maybe it's just simply you're, you're now starting to grow into what these movies tell you. Now, let me just put this in a perspective. We talk about why young people will go and do this, but not go to church. Well, study was made last year. Millennials between the ages of 18 and 29. Okay. How, what's the percentage of them that seldom to never pray, study the Bible, or have some type of religious education in small groups? Okay, 62% of millennials, 62% say they never pray, study the Bible, or have any type of religious education. Dude, no wonder we don't like the Bible. But you know what, though? We'll all go to the movies. Mm. And the more you go to the movies, the more you want to go to the movies. Mm -hmm. So it is formative. There's no doubt about it. It's formative. I, I, want, I wanted to you add know, to that real quickly. You know, uh, we because Jason said something huge. He said it, it's so harmless, right? And tell me why. I want you guys to think about this. Why we will be the first ones to say, oh, do you watch horror movies? You see, oh, you're like, no way. I would never watch a horror movie. Like, that's like, as a Christian, that's something you never do. Mm -hmm. But if you were to get that same character or figure that's in that horror movie and place that in a superhero movie, all of a sudden it's, oh, it's harmless. That's just a bad guy. Right, right. What is going on? Ellen White here in Testimony for the Church uh, 232 says, "Young, the young generally conduct themselves as though the precious hours of probation while mercy lingers were one grand holiday and they were placed in the world merely for their own amusement to be gratified with a continued round of excitement. Satan has been making special efforts to lead them to find happiness in worldly amusements and to justify themselves by endeavoring to show that these amusements are harmless, innocent, and even important for health. You know what? And this is this is look, Angie has this comment. Uh, she says, even some Disney movies have witchcraft undertone. Geo, like yeah. that's what you were talking about right there. Oh, yeah. And you know what? And our and our kids are are just drinking this up. And you know, recently my 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 daughter and my son were having an argument as to whether magic is real. I don't think I don't think Chloe has any idea what magic is, but she's like, Yeah, magic is real. 
And Micah's like, no, Poppy, Poppy, tell her magic is not real. And the funny thing is I had a moment where I said, no, 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 no. Well, we just had a conversation about this on Keep Calm. I mean, te technically magic is, I mean, it's not real, but it, it's its real. You know what I mean? The supernatural. All right, whatever. And hey, I did said, you no, tell him to share and subscribe? <laughs> no, no, I did not. Look, I said, I, 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 I don't want to give him access to YouTube that quickly, brother. But look, um, the, the idea is that, yeah, there are these undertones we cannot ignore, right? We cannot right. ignore and, and let me and let me ask you guys this. And, and Gio, how about we, we kind of circle this around here again? Uh, fine. These superhero movies tell us what is uh, that there's a battle between good and evil. We know that. Right. Mm -hmm. But how does that differ between like the great controversy worldview that we have? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and what the Bible teaches is about the battle between good and evil. How do you see the difference between what they teach as opposed to what the Bible teaches? Right. Well, in the in the in the sense of the whole great controversy aspect, I think they present to us a very, I would say, even Gnostic type of, mm -hmm. of presentation when we're when we're looking at these movies, uh, um, and 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 just by superficial surface, when you look at these movies sur superficially, you see a good guy and a bad guy, and then the good guy wins. But in essence, these are, are concepts that are being presented with us. And, and when you are looking, for example, at the creators of these movies, and for example, where do they get their inspiration? Most of them will tell you, most of them will tell you it's either Greek mythology and they're presenting an, a, a, a reverse representation of the biblical account of the, of the great controversy. Mm -hmm. And as, in essence, what they're doing is um, there was this thing in, in, in the whole Superman film, Man of Steel, when it came out, the director clearly came out and said, yep, this Superman can clearly be a representation of Jesus Christ. Mm. No, this not just that. Like, Jesus Christ. And they put a whole, a, whole, a whole campaign where pastors were able, they teamed up with religious groups and making this an application towards spirituality and they would apply it to jesus in the following movie following that movie man of steel the the whole movie i and and i think the movie was uh, batman versus superman dawn of justice it was just such a blasphemous undertone mm. of mm. everything that was being said about being a false god about making god bleed about there was a quote in there that said make god bleed and people will cease to believe Mm-hmm. And and you look at that and you're mm. like, whoa, like what what is it? What, like, what do you it just can't be just oh coincidence. It just happened to be in the writer's hand right. Right. where right. he just took the pen and oh, that sounds cool. Let me write that down. That sounds really cool and sophisticated, right? I think obviously these are pointing us in the in the whole great theme, <clears throat> a reverse representation. So so we must keep in mind, and mm. I like the quote that Jason read there in in, in in testimony to the church, there's another quote in Humble Hero, page two ninety seven, and and I find that I find that title to be interesting, Humble mm. Hero. Yes, yes. And it's and it and it talks about it says that the pleasure in loving crowds, of crowding theaters and places of entertainment, it says these heights excitements prevail. So because they're heightening, they're heightening adrenaline. They are, they prevail. It says, yet proba probation hour is quickly closing and every case is about to be decided for eternity. It says, mm. Satan has set all his agencies at work 
to deceive people and keep them occupied and fascinated mm. until the door of mercy is shut forever. Mm. That's what humble mm. hero says. Is there, there's is another, there, well, I, there's a word, quote, but I'll share that later. No, there's a word that Gio said that, that, that just like made me go entertainment. There's a, there's a, there's a, all the guys know, but there's a, there's a, ad, there's a, uh, there's a studio that's affiliated with the church called Little Light Studios. And they do a phenomenal job in breaking down the word entertainment. There's three different parts to it. I can't, I can't exactly, exactly um, remember it exactly the, from the, what, from each Latin. one. It, it comes from Latin, exactly. Right. But to, the, the first part, enter, to come in, right? To tame, to, to tame. If you, if you translate it from the Latin, if I'm, not, right. if, if, if I'm not mistaken, it means to come within you, something that comes within you. And meant, if I remember correctly, was to keep within you. So the whole thing of entertainment is to let something come inside of you. And I had never, never had I thought of that word like that. But then when, when you start, when you hear, listen to that word and you connect it with everything that Hollywood does. And when you start connecting it with everything that these actors do to prepare for these movies, it makes perfect sense. And it makes perfect sense as to why these movies are more than just a movie why that subliminal message is more than just a subliminal message. Mm-hmm. One of like, like we were saying, one of my favorite Bible characters, Bible characters, one of my favorite superheroes is Batman. And one of and even though he's the villain, I've ever studied since I was the kid, I thought the Joker was cool because it was always something funny, but it wasn't until the iteration that Heath Ledger did. I, like, I thought I was like, wow, like he just did a, crazy good job at, at portraying the, the joker i was like he did such a phenomenal job and to me like i thought the movie was great but after i saw that after i saw the the movie with the joker i, I can't remember which one it was i believe it was the second one correct i think so yeah the second one in the th- trilogy then um after that one i was just like wow just his performance was like what made the movie popular but then when i saw interviews and i read of how this guy prepared for the role, how the guy was on set. It's just something that completely blew my mind. And it's like, it's these guys, we're watching these guys on the big screen, but we have no idea of what, what's really like going on in the background. We have no idea of how, how enveloped into the character, how this method acting that they call it, it's, it really is a blasphemy and they really do things that have to do a lot with witchcraft that have to do a lot with literally letting a demon into you and like like it sounds it sounds so far-fetched sometimes because we're so enveloped into this stuff when someone says oh it's literally a demon that's acting out it's literally somebody else on that screen we've we sometimes as christians we're so desensitized to what's really going with this spiritual warfare we're so desensitized into it that we think uh, that brother is exaggerating. There's no, that can't be possible. But then when I hear all these interviews, specifically the Heath Ledger one, that he locked himself inside a hotel room for two, uh, it was, a, I think it was even more than two months to really let himself envelop into the character of the joke, the, the Joker. And the fact that he was always in character, that he was always talking to himself. Like people would describe him as like, 
his presence was just something else that there was something like that felt weird as soon as he walked into on on set things like that it makes it as much as i enjoyed these movies it really makes me rethink of wanting to go into my living room and putting them on again it really it really yeah, makes me rethink yeah. that because of that and then thinking about how his life ended yeah. uh, just to your point they totally. had to these actors have to submerge themselves so much so that they have to think like a killer, act like a psycho. They have to read all these books to get into that place, which ultimately we've seen what that led to. And just to uh, to add to that, to uh, Mitch and um, Gio's point, uh, uh, you know, where they were going back on semantics of, of, you know, whether the entertainment industry or these movies, people uh, have an agenda, you know, and maybe some some do and maybe some don't. But we know someone that does have an agenda. Ellen White writes this sure. testimony to the church says there are shows, lectures and endless variety of entertainments that are calculated to lead to a love of the world. And through this union with the world, faith is weakened. So it might be that some of these writers uh, that direct these movies, they do have an agenda. And maybe there are some that are just taking this. Oh, wow, this looks cool. I'm just going to throw these different symbols of good and evil together. And they really don't think about it. But Satan, who is behind it, does have an agenda. And he is, it says, that are calculated to lead to the love of the world. And through this union with the world, faith is weakened. You know what? Look, I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to say something to what you guys are saying right now. Um, uh, and, and Gio, you had mentioned this, this great controversy, uh, reverse great controversy, right? Um, there's something messed up about the great controversy, the way it's presented in superhero movies, like that, you know, the battle between good and evil, the super messed up. And, and just to, just to point a couple of things here, first of all, violence is the means that is, that is used to resolve pretty much Everything. all the battles between good and evil Everything. in these superhero movies, violence. And that stands in such stark contrast to how Jesus defeated the powers of evil, Right by humbling himself and allowing himself to be killed. Completely different. I mean, Jesus is the one that says, blessed are the peacemakers. I never heard Iron Man say that. I'm just letting you know right now, right? I've never heard him say that. So um, when you look also at some other auxiliary uh, uh, elements as to how they win these battles, Batman uses fear and darkness, right? To to de to defend his city or or to to be seen as the good guy, Superman, right? Just the just the title there is a man who is super, right? Is is a man who is not really a man. Is above us all and is greater mm -hmm. than all of us. Iron Man, think about Iron Man. Iron Man uses technology combined with humans to become the savior of the world. In other words, you're seeing these elements that are truly human in the process. And we do eliminate God completely out of the equation here. We don't need divine interference. If we have proper technology and brains, we can save the world from whatever enemy comes out, right? Um, it's, it's always interesting uh, to, to me, right, just to kind of see how that battle between good and evil is corrupted in superhero movies. And, and if you think about it, we we see a society that slowly is getting away from God, maybe quickly, if you want to put it that way, right? But they're just slowly getting away from God. They don't want anything to do with God. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're becoming more atheistic and all these things. And yet billions and billions of dollars are being invested 
by people to watch these movies that, as Gio said, have all these spiritual undertones, right? All of a sudden now, we're taking in these themes that are spiritual, corrupted, messed up way of viewing it, right? But but we're taking them all in. Whether, whether you believe in God or you don't, you're taking them in. And for whatever reason, I kind of see the devil just laughing behind all these things and saying, man, I got them. I got them. Because you know what? At the end, if you think about, if I go back to the dates when these superheroes came out, well, the, the way that, it, that these problems were resolved, whether it was the Cold War or whether it was World War II, was through violence, mm-hmm. right? It was through violence. It wasn't through searching God or trying to get closer to God or trying to find a way to be more like God. No, it, it always ended up with being violence. And I remember uh, um, uh, seeing a documentary that said that while the porn industry has control over sex, what Hollywood has is complete control over violence. And we will watch, think about this. We will watch a movie that if you start counting how many people die in a movie, mm. all of a sudden in one movie, maybe thousands of people died. Would, would it equate to uh, how much Thanos wiped out? But, you know, but, but look, fine. But, you know, I mean, I would say, look, even with him, right? He's a villain, right? Okay, so fine. He's a bad guy. But, but take, that, take that final scene where Iron Man gives his life, right? To save everyone. But you know how he does it, though. He does it still by producing more violence, right? Mm-hmm. By killing and vanquishing the enemy. You hate the enemy in these movies. You, you want to destroy the enemy in these movies, whereas we have a vision of God that says, no, God even loves the enemy and tells you to love the enemy as well. Dude, it's a, a messed up cheek. version of the gay controversy. I'll put it the way Gio put it, right? It's a reverse gray controversy. It is a controversy, but it's just backwards. Hey, at the, at the, at the end, messed up. At the end, he 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 doesn't say "Blessed are the peacemakers," right? He says, "I am Iron Man." And so and so what and so what does that tell you? Hey, look, I did it, right? It's me, and and I and you know what? Look, and let me just say this, and please chime in what you guys think about this. I know all of a sudden maybe there's somebody watching us. Is there anybody still watching us? Oh yeah, look, there are people still watching us. All right, okay. <laughs> so uh, you know the people who are watching, we're almost done here, but um, people who may be saying, "Look, you guys are taking this overboard." Like you guys are just taking this to a level that it shouldn't. You know, maybe we are, maybe. At the same time, though, I think when you start comparing to what the Bible teaches to what these superhero movies are portraying, all of a sudden you start saying, you know what? Man, this doesn't make sense. And then you ask the question, why am I even watching this? As Jason would say, right? Like, why am I even watching this? By the way, the Bible story is a far better story than any of these other superhero movie stories. But, you know, that's not the one that attracts us so much. So, so guys, here we go, all right? This is our, our final question of today. This, this is going to be the most controversial question of them all. Here we go. Uh, so, should we watch superhero movies? Or where, where do we draw the line here? Where do we draw the line? I'm, I'm a Christian. To, uh, I'm a Christian young man. Should I or not? Right. I, I put it, Fundamentals of Christian Education, page 318 states and Ellen G. White, I'm just going to paraphrase. I'm not going to read sure, the sure. thing because it's too long, but essentially she is saying, okay, you can, you can go watch the entertainment, but think about this. She says, think about this. There are people that spend their hard earned money to go to places and watch these things when there's people actually in need. And if you're a Christian 
and you're spending your money on these things whether they have any spiritual don't take away all of that what we just spoke about spirituality and everything but if 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 i'm spending two to three hours watching a movie but i'm only reading five minutes or probably not reading my bible at all then there's something wrong there has to be there there has to be something in me take away everything and and let's just say all we spoke was just false false and we reached fine but but at the end of the day as christians mm-hmm. what am i seeking what am i devoting my time to if i if i can spend three hours watching a movie i can spend three hours reading my bible and i'm preaching to myself yeah for sure and i'm preaching to myself mm-hmm. here in the sense of saying okay and that's what she when you read that whole i think it's like two or three paragraphs she essentially just puts that a, a, a fourth and she said look there's people actually in need as a Christian, there's people that are actually in need where resources are needed to get the word out that Jesus is coming soon, that there is hope. And if I'm spending my thing, my money and my effort and my time in these things, then, then, then what does that say? What does that say about, about, about us as Christians? Ultimately, I think, and obviously the answer to that is, is no, we should not be watching this. I should not be watching this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to that is to say that, you know, we need to, we need to dig deeper, just period, into into everything that we do. I find it I find it funny sometimes, especially with young people. And you know, in 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 my case, working with high schoolers mainly, is that they always talk about keeping it one hundred. They have yeah, a phrase yeah. now that keeps coming. I don't know if it, this phrase already reached the 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 West Coast. They like to say, "Hey, Pastor G, that's cap." Yeah. <laughs> they say no cap, right? And mm-hmm. it's funny to me that when when they are presented with the biblical truth, they question every aspect of it. They question everything, and I have to explain to them, and I have to show them the Bible text, and I have to show them the evidence of things of that sort, and and tell them what the Bible teaches. But the moment they they look at anything that has to do with entertainment, music, whatever the case may be, they don't it question is. it. No, yeah. it has nothing. No, 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 no. It don't don't, don't t- and they get angry at it. Yeah. I had this very exact same conversation about superheroes with with one with with uh, with the senior class here where I currently am working, and most of them were upset. And I looked at them and I said, "Hey, well, guys, why are you guys upset? What what about this ups- upsets you so much? The fact that if 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 what I'm telling you is true, then then that would require you to take action. That would require you a change of, of habits and of thought." Of, of watching these, you know, of that would require you to actually think about what you're watching. And I just find that interesting. And, and my challenge to that is, especially to, to the young people that are watching us and just people in general, everybody that's watching us is, is, you know, just kind of reflect on that for a bit of the time we spent, of the resources that we have. And ultimately, God is going to ask us, what are we doing with these, with the time and resources that are given to us? And I would say, yeah, man, if you question scripture on absolutely everything and then not 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 question what you're watching yeah. or, or what's being presented, then something's wrong. Then something's wrong. Then then it's it's a reality check for me to say, hey, you know what? I do need to be more careful maybe into what I watch. And I'm not a killjoy. I'm not I don't I, you know, I, we will never present say, oh, you don't do this. Don't do that. But at the end of the day, what Christ had did and this is my call, my altar call for tonight. Is to say, look, Jesus never asked the disciples to give up anything. We're not saying give up superhero movies. We're not saying give up this, give up that. But just follow Jesus. Everything else will tip, fall into place. 
if we just exactly. accept all Christ and are sincere in it and say, man, yeah, God, I do need some work. I need some work in my life. And if I work in my life, if I, if I invite Jesus in, then, then, then all of the other things will start falling into place. Exactly. I, I want to use this moment to uh, be completely genuine and keep it 100 as uh, no Gilo said right now. No cap. No cap. No cap. Or, no cap or cap. No cap. I, don't know, I don't know which one no. it is. No, no, no cap. cap. No, no cap. cap. But, no cap. <laughs> and I want to use this moment to be 100% genuine. You know, um, for those of you other young people out there or anybody who is struggling with leaving these superhero movies, and maybe you're, you guys are blessed. Maybe you guys are like a Julio Santos or or like the what, uh, Sicairos. Did I say it right? Family? Who, yeah, who, you said who, it right. Who, or I said it right for once. Who, who, who uh, are not uh, enticed by these superhero movies, then you're blessed. You probably have other struggles. But if you are one of those people who are struggling with leaving superhero movies behind, I want to tell you right now, you're not the only one. I struggle with this still to this day. You know, I mean, this out of all the movies, it's one of those things that we try to justify and say, oh, you know what? I could slip one in here or there. Right. And I want to be 100 percent honest and say that I'm not at all endorsing this, just like how uh, 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 Gio was saying earlier. Right. But I want you guys to, to think about it this way. And I, I and I don't want to summarize it too much. Right. There's four types of Christians. Right. And this is just to use this as an illustration. Right. There's the first Christian who says this is perfectly harmless. A, a little a little movie here or there won't do us any harm. And this is what this top and we obviously this is the who, who we're trying to address today, right? That obviously it's more than just you know uh signs here or there, symbols here and there. There's something more to that. Christian number two, the one that's the most critical, the one that says we shouldn't watch no superhero movies, we shouldn't do any of these things, but then at closed doors watches all the series, watches all the movies. That's mm-hmm. Christian number two. Then there's Christian number three who knows it's wrong, who knows we shouldn't do this, and is struggling with this. It's struggling to let this go. It's one of those things that, you know, maybe food is something you're struggling with. Maybe uh, movies, there's different things we struggle with. If this is the thing you're struggling with, right, this is Christian number three. Knows it's wrong, but there's a struggle going on. They're not justifying this. Then there's Christian number four, who has allowed Jesus to over, you know, come into their lives and they've overcome this. And this is not a struggle. And, and you know, some of us have been there in that place. I know I was at one point one time in my life where I could say, you know what? Movies were not something enticing to me, right? And obviously, for, for me to be completely honest, I'm not in that place right now. But the humbling or the equalizer of all this is that to remember that no matter what Christian you are, one, two, three, or four, remember that at any time or place, you can fall into any of those other categories. Mm-hmm. If one time you're all of a sudden a Christian number four, you could fall all the way to Christian number one or Christian number two. And we have to be mindful of this. But we have to remember in all this that we are striving for something better. The struggle has to be there if we cannot justify these things that we see and say, oh, it's harmless because there's something there. There's an agenda. It's calculated. I love the way uh, Ty Gibson put it. It says, don't allow your struggles to become your identity. Hmm. We are going to struggle. Maybe we're struggling to leave these, uh, uh, these movies behind, just like I struggle. But don't allow that struggle just to be a struggle. And you just stay in that place of like, oh, well, I struggle with superhero movies. That's it. I just struggle. I can't leave that behind. No, we're striving for perfection. We have to do better. So Christian number one, let's get to Christian number four. And Christian number four, you're not done. You still have uh, uh, Christian number five and six to go to. Amen. Way to go. And you know what's, what's, you know, what's crazy about that too? That no matter what stage you are, Christian number one, two, three, or four, 
Jesus is always there. And he says it in the word, I stand at the door and knock. Hmm. He stands at the door and knocks. No matter what stage you're at, all you got to do is let him in. That's it. He goes in there and Jesus starts cleaning house. You let him, he cleans house. No matter, literally, maybe like, 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 like we were just, like Andrew was just saying right now. Maybe it's food. Maybe it's porn. Maybe it's movies. Maybe I don't know what it could be. But he stands at the door and he knocks. You just got to open that door. And like I, I've said in other conversations, Jesus is never going to lead you down the wrong path. He's never going to let you down. He might put you through the stick of it for you to learn a lesson. But then when you look back, you're going to see how he was there for you, how he allowed you to go through that hard part, how he helped you go through that hard part and come out victorious at the other end. Yeah, let me let me I want to echo what Gio said. Um, You know, we we have to question things a lot more, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, we we do question faith. I understand that. Uh, But as Gio said, like we don't question other things. And I think we should. Uh, Bible talks about um, John says, test the spirits. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think we have to do that. Um, But but the only way that becomes a true desire for us to test things, you know, and not get that response. Gio, you got that response of like people getting upset. I remember saying one thing about I was going to say something about a superhero movie. And I remember a young lady covering her ears and saying, no, 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 no. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Right. Uh, And and so um, there's a there's a phrase that's attributed to uh, St. Augustine. We don't really know if St. Augustine said it, but it goes, love God and do whatever you please. Uh, and, and the quote continues saying like, if you end up loving God, you're not going to do anything that's going to want to offend him. And so the idea is, look, yeah, do whatever you want. Uh, actually you are free to do whatever you want. You want to go watch superhero movies, go ahead and watch superhero movies. But actually the very first thing you should do is get closer to God. Mm. And if you end up loving God, then do whatever pleases you. But if you love God, you're going to do what pleases God. Cause that's, what's going to please you. If that makes sense. And, and, I, and I think there's so much power in that statement, right? Uh, the idea here is that the closer that you get to God, the more, and this is echoing to what Jason was saying right now, right? I think the more that God does a job in forming and creating what is good in us. And this eventually, I think, will lead to a moment where you will look at superhero movies and you'll say, you know what? I don't even know if I want to waste three hours of my life doing this. And by the way, and this was not mentioned in this conversation, but we mentioned this in our, in our prep conversation, you know, uh, we'll sit there and watch a three hour movie on a superhero. How much time are you reading the Bible? How much time are you praying? Like, I would even understand if, if you were spending, you know, during your week, you were spending five, six, seven hours in scripture, praying and stuff like that, you know, in a small amount of your time. But I think that the more that you end up doing that, the less you'll want to do the other things. And so I think that, and again, we're not here to sit above you guys, as, as Jason has said, as Andrew has said, right? As Gio has said, we're not here to hey tell you guys, you know, do this or else. That's not us. You know what we do and keep calm. And this is a, a great way to kind of close the year. You know, we want to have the conversations. Uh, we're going to disagree at times. We're going to agree on other times. Uh, but all or we say the do, same thing in different ways. Or say the same thing in different ways, um, you know, or, or hear quotes from Mike Tyson, you know, and try to make sense of them. 
Uh, hey, I said Ty like, Gibson. What are you talking about? Not Mike Tyson. No, oh, no, no. I, no, I was, talk, I was talking about Jason, brother. I was talking oh. about Jason. <laughs> you were talking about my quote. Said, right. Right. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like, like, like we'll bring deep. all these things in there. But you know what it is, though? I'll tell you what it is. We, we live in this world. And, and, and by the way, uh, I believe that we are not of this world, but we haven't been taken away from it. And so we are step by step along the way. We're with you guys. Right. And there are things that we're still struggling with. And yet the, the, the thing that we always go back to is, man, get closer to Jesus, get closer to God. Right. And I think if that is first in your life, everything else will make sense. Um, John, John Bradshaw said, don't waste your time. You don't waste your time trying to be a better person. Spend your time and effort trying to get saved. There you go. Hey, look, and, that's, and that's I always, I always yeah. illustrate it this way. God did not call me to be a pastor. And, and that's a, that's a theme we had with, with, with Martin back in the pastoral office when we were working together in Puerto Rico. It's like, God didn't call us to be a pastor. He called us because he wanted to save us. He called me because he wanted to save mm. me, not because he wanted me. Anybody could do what I'm doing. Right. But at the same time, it's could because God wanted to save me. And, and, and we always had a little joke that he, that we were the bottom of the barrel, so to speak, as far as. Huh the up and coming pastors coming up and all of that stuff, because we don't, we're not, we're not here saying we're holier than thou. And, you know, and that shame on you if you're watching this, but the invitation is at the end of the day is, is just spend some time in scripture, eat his flesh, drink his blood and, and, and everything else will be, don't, don't worry about what you need to yeah. get rid of. Don't worry about becoming a better person. Don't waste your time trying to become a better person. Just accept, accept, accept the invitation of Jesus Christ to come and follow me. Absolutely. And look, and I, and I just want to recognize before we end, because we had some good comments. And again, this is our last conversation of the year. Uh, so aside from Martin's expertise in all things uh, Marvel, because I saw all the answers, <laughs> right? Um, uh, you know, a, a little bit later, Martin says a lot of the righteous heroes have to get their hands dirty, right? Jesus never did that. Uh, that is true. Mm -hmm. Jesus did not have to get his hands dirty and he ended up the victor. Um uh, Martin also mentioned violence is the answer in all these movies. So we shouldn't be surprised that our solutions are violent, right? Because we're feeding into these things. Mm -hmm. uh, Julio Lopez said superhero movies create idolatry. I, I think that's, that's, a, that's also a powerful comment right there. Yeah. Um, Any of you guys want to comment on that? Uh, superhero movies create idolatry? You, actually, you were right on it, Mitch. When you were saying when you start investing so much time into that and when you start buying like, oh, I want to buy the t-shirt. And it made me laugh. I don't know if you guys saw that. It made me laugh because if you look behind me, the oh. banner I have on my wall. Idolatry. Now I don't. I <laughs> like. It, it just made me laugh because it's true. What you spend a lot of, what you spend your time in, you eventually like. Oh, like I want something of that. You identify with it. I mean, it's soccer, but even still, with soccer, even that has big implications. And sadly, the passing of the of Diego Maradona considered one of the one of the best there's been there was a religion formed after him literally a religion that that prayed to Diego Maradona and that's just sports that's soccer we're not we're not talking about things that that are implied directly towards your salvation and the conflict of good and evil that's just with that like it really does form idolatry the more you spend your time in or like what you like the guys were saying earlier, if you're spending three hours watching a movie, but you're only spending not even five minutes reading the Bible, who's really your idol? 
who's really your God? And there was a, there was a phrase that, that, that Gio said at the very beginning, he said replacement gods. There's actually by the same, by the same studio called Little Light Studios, they made a really good video. I guess you could say it's a documentary called Replacement Gods. And it's just, a, it's specifically about this. Uh, I don't think it's on YouTube. I think you might have to actually um, purchase the film, the, the movie. Um, I know it's on their website, but if you guys have the chance to actually watch that movie and to really see the whole replacement God um, stance behind a lot of these movies, it really makes you think. It, I'm not going to say it's going to, I'm not going to say don't go watch these movies or anything like that. It's going to make you think. Yeah. And if anything, go on YouTube and watch the videos that these guys make. Watch the videos by, watch the videos that Little Light Studios make. It really puts you in a position where you're going to think about, think about these things that you do. Yeah. And, and we, and we hope that this conversation will, will have that same effect uh, on, on many of you today, you know, just make you think. Um, uh, Martin also wrote by beholding you become, I think that's also a great, a great statement there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Susanna writes, uh, watching a movie affects everything I do for good or bad. And I want to choose good. And she says, the new Wonder Woman movie is coming soon and I want to make a step for the good and better and that it is worth doing. Uh, and then finally, Martin says, sorry for my PhD. That's uh, what I was laughing at. Yeah, no. <laughs> his, doc- his, doctorate, his doctorates? Uh, I mean, he was pulling out names, Ronan, Clark, as Quill, Infinity. Oh, hey, 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 I'm not even going to lie. I know, I know what he's referring to. Yeah, man, like, like he was just, it was just going, I, I mean, his fingers must have been going fast, bro. Like, just, you know what I mean? Just putting everything in there. Keyboard warrior. Yeah, anyways. So, look, we want to end this, and I want to ask you guys one final question. This is it. This is it right here. This is how we end the year, all right? Would you consider, this is, you guys aren't even prepped for this question, would you consider Jesus a superhero? Definitely. No. <laughs> here we go. I heard Gio yes and no. Answers it. Yeah, Gio said no. Why not? Um, because the word superhero obviously takes me to a mentally, I'm not saying no, but mentally, it just takes me to a different context when I hear the word superhero, because Jesus is much more than a superhero. He is, he is my Lord and he is my savior. Mm, okay. Thomas right there. Most of these okay, superheroes yeah, are just I, I could, saviors. I respect They're that. not necessarily really lords. They're not necessarily lords, but Jesus on the other hand. Not only is he my savior, he's my lord. That's your lord. Very well. Very well. You guys said yes, though. It sounds like you changed your mind now. No, I, I respect that, but I'm still going to say yes in the light of what we talked because he did come to save me. Yeah. He did lay down his life for me. And that's, 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 that's in, these, in these movies and all that. This, that's what the superhero does. He comes to save. He had, sometimes lays down his life. Sure. But Jesus legitimately did that. He really, really did that. He gave his life to atone for my sins. Very well, uh, Andrew. I say no, and you guys are uh, you guys know I'm very technical, and here's why I say no. <laughs> Google says superhero is this a benevolent fictional character with superhuman powers, such as Superman. First of all, he's not a fictional character, and second of all, he doesn't have superhuman powers. <laughs> he has super godly powers. He's a deity. So that's my answer. There you go. Uh, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll put my answer this way. Um, no, I do not consider Jesus a superhero. Uh, I will say that Jesus is my hero that was super in my life. 
but he's not equating in any way, shape, or form. Uh, saying the same thing, but not just like that. Just making me look bad. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. But, play around with the word. Yeah, I don't know. Here you go. Let me. Oh, well, let me finish the thought. Okay. But You're here's such a the pastor, thing. bro. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Here's the thing, though, because I, I, I don't feel like doctrines. I can. Yeah, I can't equate him with an Iron Man. I can't equate him with uh, with a That's Superman. Right. I just can't. But I will tell you one thing, and I think we all agree on this: Jesus is God, and God, who could condemn you and destroy you just at the thought wanted to be your hero mm. and i think that means a lot and he did it and he saved us and now it's up to you if you want to follow the true hero the hero of heroes who is jesus christ our lord and savior hey let's uh let's wrap this up let's have a quick word of prayer um hey geo you want to you want to just uh, wrap this up for us let's do it all right let's pray dear father in heaven uh, i thank you father for today's uh conversation it has helped, certainly has helped me. And Father, I pray that your spirit continue to work in my life. And Father, touch those uh, hearts that need to be touched tonight, Father. I pray that um, you may challenge us. And Father, please do whatever it takes to save us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, Gio, first and foremost, we want to thank you so much for being part of our conversation today. Appreciate it, bro. Uh, you know, it's about to be 11 o'clock out there in, uh, in New York. I know that means sacrifice, man, and uh, and and we really appreciate it. Uh, we're gonna be praying for your ministry, and you know, Geo's Geo's like family out here, and keep calling Advent on, as you guys know. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, we 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 hope to see you. And there's some there's some projects we've been thinking about. Yeah, he needs a shirt. He needs a shirt. And we're we're uh, gonna get but, him one, but it's gonna say guest. Guest. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll take it. I'll take it. Don't sure, worry. For sure. Uh, but, hey, but hey, will... but you hey, you have to pass it off every time we get a new guest. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you, gotta mail, you gotta mail it to them no but we will say this though there's some things that that we're we're gonna try to work on for for 2021 if god permits and and you know you'll be seeing geo a lot more martin we missed you again happy birthday uh jason happy birthday andrew happy sabbath happy sabbath for sure sabbath. everybody else that joined us thank you so much and and look we've ended the year we started this we don't want to end this doesn't mean just because we're ending the year does not mean we are ending Keep calm and admin on. We're going to be taking a few weeks off, obviously, because of the holidays. Uh, but we'll be back at the beginning of January if God allows us to. And at the end, you know, just keep uh, just just keep uh, in contact with us, connected with us through Instagram. Um, uh, yeah, no, through through Instagram. And, this might know, through... be our last conversation on here, but we are gonna we're still gonna be active on social media, guys. Yeah, no, for sure for the year for the year. But but you know, we'll we'll be back with mm -hmm. more conversations, no doubt. But yeah. let me tell you something. Look, years coming to an end. You survived all this time all this time okay 2020 it's been crazy we're in december got like two weeks to go all right it's about to be 2021 and you know what we got a very very simple message for you as you enter into the new year in fact we want this to be your motto for 2021 it's what five would words. you do no 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 it's hey, five hey, words keep watching five the man no nope. and that's not nope. it all though. although <laughs> those things are great okay it's five words here you go keep calm and advent on we'll see you guys next time god bless and you